welcome to the Golden Rod Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connie. Before we begin, you can jump around the podcast by using the timestamps in the description below. Connie, how are we doing? Doing all right, mate. Been a bit of a up and down kind of week, but oh. glad to be doing this podcast. It's always, it, you know, we re- we record these on Wednesdays, just what, what people refer to as hump day, when it's just like the weeks, you never heard that? No, I, I have, but when I was younger and I first heard that, I, I was really confused by what he was. What are they referencing? Like, what are, what's what, this? What are we humping? What's, yeah, what's exactly. happening? <laughs> it's like, what? Wait, wait, wait. What? And then I had to, I, did, I couldn't even ask my friends because I was like, this is so embarrassing. So I just had to go away and Google it. And I was like, oh yeah, that kind of does make sense, actually. Yeah, no, it's the hump of the week. You, yeah. you do the build up and now it's all downhill now. So yeah, I'm glad that we do these on Wednesdays. So I have a big build up, do lots and lots and lots of work and then record these and then edit them until like three, four in the morning and then I can just relax for the rest of the week. Good. I'm glad you can because for those of you that don't know, like you typically, you do another recording session before this, don't you, for another collab series? So yeah, I do the Challenge Lock series, which just yep. released today as of day of recording. Ooh. So a couple of days ago as of day of release um, over on Burno Play's channel. Go check it out. Challenge mm-hmm. Lock with The Kingdom. Which, if people don't know, both myself and Ben are a part of. Just, Ben doesn't like us quite as much, so he yeah. doesn't <laughs> around with us. Okay, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, right. I just have to, I have to premise this, because the amount of times that people have said, oh yeah, it's the five people in the kingdom, Ben's part of the kingdom, and I'm just kind of there going, I'm kind of not, I'm like a special guest, for lack of a, a better word, that gets pulled on every now and again and obviously i do content with you i do content with with tommy i've never done content outside of like live streams with baker or 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 burno um and that's not to say i don't want to it's just that obviously i i like everyone has a busy life but i also have to fit my daughter around that which has an impact on you know when i can create content and live stream and stuff like that so we always feel like when people say i'm part of the kingdom I'm like kind of we 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 like to consider you a member if if it helps <laughs> we okay, always consider good. you a member i've and and, and you are loved and, and we appreciate you and again, as you say, you, you work with me, you work with Tommy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you and Baker would make some great content together. I can do you see reckon? that happening. Do you reckon? Oh, I'll have to hit him up at some point to do something with him. Do it. I would watch that. I would watch Ooh, that every yeah, day of yeah. the week. Okay, okay, right. I, I have been... I I did... When I um, when I did the um, video series of Guess the uh, Pokemon Game by the Savage Review, I did kind of drop a hint that I'd, be, I'd, be, that I'd love the other members of the kingdom to join on, but no one took me up on that... that idea it was only you and tommy unfortunately but we'd already worked together um so maybe that's one that i that i, I stocked so i do want to bring back that series so maybe i'll jump in and try and get him to do that with me yeah he'd be well up for it i i again when you asked i'm pretty sure he was going through a lot of home life stuff okay. um because i know he's just moved i'm not going to go too much into it because it's his business not mine but yeah hit him up again you'll be good Okay, right. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So, what, what you could probably say about us and the kingdom? We're all, you know, we work together, we collab, but sometimes we're rivals. Wow, nice segue. Yeah, like you lot. like, you like that, you like that. So this week, we've decided to just have a conversation and talk about the rivals from the mainline Pokemon games. Do you want to kick it off, Connie? 
Do I? Uh, all right. So I've got to kick it off. So You've we're going chronologically, right? Yes. Let's go. Let's I, go chronologically. I, that I makes think sense. That's the best way to go for it. Yes. So before we do anything else, let's preface it. Mm. Do you prefer rivalry rivals or friendly rivals? Okay. I personally prefer rivalry rivals. That's really hard to say. It's a terrible um, way of saying yeah, it. That's a terrible way. You, you, you absolutely nailed it. And then I thought, oh, this is easy. And I, no, it's not. That's really hard to say. Um, I, I prefer rivals that have a bit of attitude to them. Um, but, but we'll get onto this a little bit later on because there's a, there's a, there's a group of friendly people, not rivals in one of the games. And I used to dislike them until we had a conversation about it a long time ago. And I don't know if you remember that conversation and what we had. I'm we not did. Sure oh, okay. Right. I'm looking, oh, okay. I, ooh, you have to wait and see, won't you? Um, but that changed my mind on, oh, they don't always have to be, you know, the, the, the rival rivals. Um, but I think, I think if we start with Blue, he just kind of sets that tone. Sets the tone. And yeah. Of what I guess I'd expect of a, ri- a rival. Uh, not to not to say that you can do other things things with them, which I am glad that. N- just looking at the rivals, there's no two that really seem almost identical. They all have different personalities to them, which I think really really works. Um, but thinking about Blue, just his. His attitude, because like the first Pokemon game, like if you were to describe it as, oh, it's just you go out and catch Pokemon, it's quite cute, isn't it? But mm-hmm. I think having Blue at the very start is like, you know, you know, smile you later and all that kind of stuff. And he brings that attitude and straight away sets the scene off. Yeah, it is a nice game about catching Pokemon, but there is a competitive nature to it. And I think that's what they needed for the first Pokemon game. So... I love Blue. I think mm. his character is fantastic. And I will preface I will set this up by saying like we're just talking specifically about the games. We yes. know these characters exist within the mangas, we know they exist mm. within the animes, but we're mainly talking about the games here. And within so Blue's great because they set him up as this he's a little bit entitled. Yeah, he's very he is, cocky. Yeah. He's entitled. He feels like, "Yes, I'm going to be number 1 because of course I'm going to be number 1." Oh, you're on the same journey as me? Well, then you're you're my shadow. You're my mm. second. You are my lesser. Mm. And I love that they set that up right from the very beginning. It's that line of, wait, hang on, Gramps. Why don't I get to pick first? Mm. That's really, uh, I want a Pokemon. It's like, all right, cool. So you're entitled to. And, and they set him up as Oak's grandchild. Yes. So I don't, I don't know how much it's actually expressed within red, blue, and yellow, and how much of this has been expanded on over the years. But Oak was originally a champion. Yes, it's that's hidden in the game data, isn't it? It's not really. I don't. Is it actually even hinted at in the main games? So Agatha brings it up, saying that uh. Oak was like her rival back in the day, and then just started getting into more about the knowledge of Pokemon and his silly little Pokedex and things like that. Uh. But there is the, as you hinted at, the mm. hidden game data where Oak has his own team. Yes. Where he uses the starter that gets left behind, which I absolutely love, and love they didn't that. bring back until Kukui. Yep. And then you've got, you know, he's got the Tauros, and I can't remember what else is on his team, but it's a really stacked team. Mm. And he was originally supposed to be the final, final boss 
of, oh, you beat the champion? Well, how about the XX champion? Oh, that would have been That would, that so would have been really good. So I love this idea of Blue being like, well, I am the grandchild of the X champion. Mm. My grandfather is the one giving me my first Pokemon. I'm going to go out there. Of course I'm going to go out there and win everything because I'm me. Look at me. And they set it up. They're like, oh, every time you go to a gym, if you have a look, it's like, winners, Blue. Yeah. Winners, Blue. He's always one step ahead of you and he's mm. always beating everyone yeah. just before you are. Yeah. Yeah. And even when you finally get to the Elite Four, it's like, you beat Lance. He's like, well done. You have beaten the Elite Four. Oh, I love one that. hurdle yes. left because yeah. somebody got here first. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, how? I literally I, just kicked your butt outside. <laughs> and he's he's there. He's there. And I, I remember the first time playing that as a kid. And that actually shocked me. I don't, I, looking back, I'm like, why did that shock you? Like, you must have known. They've been saying up this entire game. It'd be, if, if, if you'd have gotten to the Elite Four and he wasn't there, that would have been more more disappointing, I, I guess. The fact that you, you rock up and it's like, oh, right, this this is it. This is what it's all been leading to, all the battles that you've gone through. And what I love about the, the Blue is that his his team, for the most part, doesn't change. He keeps... No, for, he loses the, the Raticate, yes. but most people would. Yeah, but then outside of that, he then has the same Pokemon but he just develops that team and inc- increases the levels and learns new moves. And every time it gets a little bit more, it's not so much difficult, but you that you every time, you, you know, he, he throws out a Pokemon, it's like, that's an evolved form of what I beat, beat last time. And I struggled last time, and now it's evolved. How is this battle going to go down? And what I love about him is just looking at the list, for me, he's, he's Probably, and Gen 1's a little bit broken, unfortunately, but he's probably got one of the most diverse and balanced teams. He's got a really strong team on paper, and he is really difficult. I don't, did, I, know, I know I'm going off on a little bit tangent here. Did you ever play Radical Red? Yeah, well, I watched a lot of people play Radical uh, okay. Red. Okay, because in, in that game, he is just absolutely broken. His team is stunning. Like just stats, just absolutely like EV trained and everything, and I I do I do wish a little bit that Blue had been a bit more of a challenge in certain parts of the the game. Looking back, I think the only time he was a, a real challenge was um in the um is it Saffron City? It is Saffron City, isn't it? In the Selfco. Um, I remember mm-hmm. the first time reaching there and just just like you end up in the teleport. You get pack, blindsided by him. And he's as just well. there. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, right, I'm I'm battling. And I was weak and you know, my, my team wasn't like fully developed because this was the run where I was only using the, the prime ape and just thrashing everything to death. And I've really struggled in in that battle. Um I think one of the hardest ones with him as well is actually the second battle, the one that's optional. Mm. If you go over to try and have a look at where the Elite Four and is... he's just there. And he's just like, don't go that way, you idiot, because you can't even beat me. And I usually can't. He's so stacked he's, at that part is. of the game. He's really like, high level. just left at the, the, the same time I did. How are you at this point already? Yeah, and he's already got, like, what, a, a level 9, level 7 or something like that. He's got yeah. a, he has got a really, really stacked team. Um, and I'm jumping off a little bit, but I loved him in Pokemon Yellow because... For those of you that might not have played Yellow, because it is like a really old game now, 
he gets Eevee instead of Pikachu, uh, and it follows the anime a little bit more. But what he evolves Eevee into depends on two key battles that you have with him, and he can either evolve into the Vaporeon if you lose or skip the first two battles, Flareon if you win one and lose one, and then Jolteon if you win both of them, and it's supposed to represent like a difficulty level, because obviously Pikachu is super effective against Vaporeon, it's um, neutral against Flareon, but then it uh, is resisted against Jolteon. I love that, that element. Did you so not know that? Sense. So I knew that he had the ability to switch mm. up, but no, I didn't know why or what the reason was for it. No, that makes so much sense. Yeah, it's based on it's based on the optional encounter that you that, that we just spoke about, and I'm pretty sure it might be the one in the lab, but I might I might be getting that wrong. It's definitely it must be the one in the lab actually, because yeah, you lose you lose skip. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, and I just I just absolutely loved. How he just pops up as well. He just pops up at the most inopportune times. Yeah, you're just progressing yep. the story like the SSN, and you're like, "Oh, this is it. This is I've, this is I've explored everywhere else on the SSN. This has got to be the last chance." And then literally he just ambushes you again. It's like, "Oh right, I'm just getting thrown into this battle." I just absolutely. It's one of the great things about the first generation is that you most of the time you don't know you're getting into into the battle with them. a lot of the other rivals later on for the most part you see them in the overworld and you're like okay before i go and talk to this person i need to heal up and, and save and everything but blue for the most part he just he just blindsides you can we also appreciate that blue managed to navigate kanto without cut oh yeah because he didn't it doesn't actually because he didn't get it from the captain it doesn't because you does meet he? him once again he's ahead of you he goes yeah. up tries to meet the captain and he's like oh he's an old foolish man who's just mm. seasick i'm out of here and but that's that, that's what I love about him. Like he's so consistent with how he is in terms of, oh, I'm 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 too good. I'm great at this, and I'm just going to power through. I'm going to rush through. This is going to be easy, and that ultimately is what is his downfall. And and oh, yet, blue obviously gets a little bit. He's going to be favored a lot in this kind of lineup because mm. he's been around for so yes. long. So he's had a lot of growth over the years. We've seen mm. him in multiple games out outside yep. of his original. So by the time you come around to gold and silver, you know, he's mm. taken on mm. the gym leader role. He's, yeah. he's still got that very diverse team, which I absolutely love. Yes. yes. You know, we, we will come onto it later, but Sharon does the same thing. He fails to become the champion, goes on to be a gym leader and drops his diverse team for just a normal type. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. No, that's not but, how we... No. And I, and I love Blue that, that kind of like, oh, right, this is what gym leaders do. It's not how I'm going to do. If somebody's yeah. going to come to me, I'm going to be the eighth gym, and you're going to have to battle. You're going to have to earn it. Yeah. And yeah. it's fantastic. It's such a good fight. You see him again, I think, in like Sun and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Yeah, he's in I the, believe in the, the battle tree, tree something. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, at that point, he's he's accepted Red is his better. Yes. Red is better than me. That's fine. I'm okay with that. And he comes to terms with it. And that's such good character growth of just like, no, this is this is a different path I'm on now. And that's fine. It is. And it's funny you mention that because I, I've never actually gone to that part in, in Gen 7, unfortunately. But um, I, I know we haven't spoken about this on, on the podcast before, is uh, I I play Pokemon Masters a little bit, and Blue and Red mm. are in that, and their dynamic is absolutely fantastic. They, they've literally 
captured how I remember Blue being in the first two generations. They've really nailed the attitude where he's got, he's definitely got the same attitude, but he's mallowed a lot in terms of he's yeah. obviously older and the respect that he has for Red and now the friendship, which isn't like it, it doesn't seem to be a friendship in the in Gen One, but in the later generations um, and Pokemon Masters, there's definitely that camaraderie between the two. Absolutely, which works really, really well, and kind of the, the closest the closest rival in terms of attitude doesn't feel like a carbon copy of Blue, which is absolutely fantastic. Blue feels like his own character, and I love it. Yeah. Blue Blue is a standout and always will be. He yeah. is... I don't necessarily think he's peak rival. I think we have had others since that have surpassed him in some areas, but he is, okay. uh, he is a standout. And right. one to always look back on fondly. And he holds up. Which yeah. not a lot of stuff from Gen 1 does, but the character yeah. of Blue holds up. Oh, de- definitely, definitely does. Um, very, very quickly, because we are discussing Gen 1, Blue is also in Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Did you know that? So I knew he was there, and this is the, one of the things that's always confused me, because yeah. they're technically off on their adventure, which is parallel to yours, but also happen, but doesn't happen. It's, ha- yeah. yeah. So, so... Let, I will always maintain Let's Go Pikachu, Pikachu and Eevee should have been a sequel. It should have been set, you know, months or years after, and it's set in the same region but follows a different story because the, it, it, it convolutes it because you and your rival Trace, uh, apparently, which I didn't know until literally about 10 minutes ago, go when off you and saw do, his name. So you, uh, you've yeah. played this game and you didn't yes. realize what the rival's name was. Never, never. Because I, I think even when you get to name your rival, it doesn't give you options. It literally just goes, what's your rival's name? And you have to just think of one on the flight. It's not like the old games where, you know, oh, this is your rival. Mm, what's their name? And it gives you like three or four options and then you can choose your own at least i don't think it gave me the option option for for trace but yes trace is the rival for for let's go pikachu and eevee and basically follows the the story is exactly the same for the most part to um uh the the gem one games and fire red and leaf green but blue's also in that as well um bizarrely he appears i think twice off the top of my head is is a supporting character and he again he feels a lot more he doesn't Mellow. feel yeah he doesn't feel like gen 1 he feels a lot more like you know after gen 2 i'd say um, more like how he appears in in pokemon masters and imagine how he appears in in the battle tree in in gen 7 um which it, it's anyway that whole thing it, is it, really it's strange odd, which it's again, odd, it kind, yeah. it kind of makes sense cuz he's not your rival so he's not yes. got any reason to be that way towards you but this yeah. is still that time in his life where he was i'm the best and anybody yeah. who steps to me is an idiot yeah but you brought us on to let's go now which means yeah. you need to tell me your thoughts on trace trace is a weird one because like it went i remember playing it and just thinking this is just like a poor man's version of blue because they've what they've <laughs> kind of done is tried to make him have a bit of an attitude similar to blue but in a friendly way and I just don't think you can combine those two personalities and it comes off natural. He feels very 
fake and not very genuine and like the game suffers i think because of it because he's somewhere between the two but he's a lot more friendly he kind of fails at both yeah exactly he doesn't really he doesn't excel at either of those two there there are there are better rivals throughout the series that are either you know a proper antagonist or those that are you know a friendly rival and he 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 just doesn't. He, he's in the middle, and he's just dead forgettable. Like the fact that I don't even remember, like know his name. I think says says a lot. Unfortunately, um, I, I mean, I'm happy. To move on. To be quite honest, I, dude. that's I, all I, I have to I, say. Again, I've I've not played the games. I don't have a lot to say about him. I know him more for the memes of yeah. Oh, you wiped the floor with my team. Here, have fifty revives. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. All right, mate. Get, thanks, get out the thanks, way. Not thanks, really dude. a rival. I don't think. No, oh no, I yeah, he's like, you know, baby's first rival or something like that. It's just like, yeah, he's a he's a nice friendly rival to kind of get you into. But I can kind of understand because if they'd introduce someone like Blue or have that kind of personality and let's go Evie and Peter, I think it might have actually been a bit jarring in terms mm. of oh, it looks all friendly and happy, and then you've got this rival who's just an absolute, you know. But I think I think they should have made him just like completely friendly and he's all happy and, and, and everything. Um, yeah, rather than trying to split between the two. Yeah. Which now we move on to a rival who is 100% not friendly. He's, he is not. He, is, he has attitude just out the wazoo, doesn't he, Silver? Silver, I, I love Silver. Oh. I, again, Silver will always hold a spot in my heart for just the angsty tea. Yes. Oh, he's so and angry. He, 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 he captures it so perfectly. And again, we'll come on to later. There were, there's another angsty teen in here who I'm like, eh, a bit far, mate. Chill, mm. chill out. Okay. Whereas, again, Silver's one of those who, because he's been around for so long, he's had a lot of character development and things mm. over the years. Mm. That has made him a better character as it's gone on. Yeah, yeah. So you've obviously got the, you know, the Celebi story? Uh, no. So the special Celebi event in Heart Gold Soul Silver. Oh. Celebi takes you back in time. And you see Silver talking to his father. No, really? Who oh, is Giovanni. What? Yes, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. So you see... He sort of turns around to Giovanni. He's like, look, I, I want you to be my father. Why won't you look after me? He's like, because my only true love is Team Rocket. Oh, and that's, brutal. And that's why throughout those games, yes. all, he's your rival, but you're not his. No. He doesn't no, care no. about you. Yes. He just wants Team Rocket to be yeah. taken down. He just wants to take them out because he's got something to prove. Yeah. Because he's trying to destroy the last remnants of the faction that took his father away from him. Oh, I love that. Oh, that makes so that makes so like I I, I knew the Giovanni reference. Uh, sorry, the, the the like link between them, but I didn't realize that the reason why he just despises Team Rocket. I I absolutely because that, that, that's why he does. I think he calls you like a pest and stuff like that because mm-hmm. he just doesn't. You're you're absolutely right. Now looking at it, he he doesn't care and that's why actually i think there's like two or three points in that game where you bump into him and if this was any other game the rival would probably go let's fight whereas he's just like yeah you're in my way you're in my way get out of the way i'm i'm off i'm good i'm uh, the you know the gym leader isn't here what a waste of time looking after like a weak pokemon i'm off and that i think that 
helps to explain his attitude towards Pokemon in that game, at least at the start of the game, where he just sees them as tools. And that even makes more sense, like the word tools. Like, he doesn't care about the Pokemon. He is using them just to basically get back at his dad. Yep. And it works so, so well. I would love to know more about... I kind of wish they'd have fleshed out more, I guess, about, like, you know... did Giovanni raise him? Did 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 his mum raise him? Was he was he brought up by other family, or you know, was he adopted or something like that? Because that is, I oh. forget which. There is a Rocket admin who yes. is very much suggested to be his mother, simply because they share the same hair, hairstyle. Yeah, yeah. Which which is a connection that you can make within the Pokemon universe. You Similar can, hair yeah. means yes. they're related. Yeah. If Legends Arceus is anything to go by, it actually goes back generations. Yeah. Um, but it's I, good to, I sorry, it's good to know that's what genetics, how genetic works <laughs> in the Pokemon universe. It's like, yeah, they got similar hair. Well, definitely related. Like, what? <laughs> you can die, you can cut hair, but no, apparently not. Just generations down the line, whatever hair your ancestor had millennia ago, you've got to have it. Tough luck. That's it. That's the way it works. Did, did they wake up one day with a bad hair day? Yeah. Sorry, I guess That's you look it. like Wally now. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> we'll come on to him. No, I want to talk about quickly the fact that they use game mechanics to emphasize his character. Okay, go on. Okay, so he has a haunter. Yeah. And he has a Golbat in his team all oh. the way through the game. The reason he has a Haunter and a Golbat all the sense. way through this game yeah. is because he hasn't had any friends yes. to trade with to get a Gengar, and he's not friendly enough to his oh, Golbat so to evolve it. I never but noticed if, that. But if you run into him in Kanto... In Mount after Moon! You've, after you've defeated the League and you've yeah. set Team Rocket aside and they're finished, he finally has that Golbat. Oh, sorry, he finally has that Crobat. He learns from you that maybe I was approaching this all wrong. I think even Elm comes up to him towards the end. He's like, ah, that Pokemon you stole, it likes you. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, what? 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 Why would a Pokemon like me? It's like, well, you've been wandering around with it for ages. It it, it likes you. You've grown together. And you may not have realized it, but you have grown as a result of this Pokemon. And this Pokemon has grown as a part of you. And it, it's almost like his eyes are open, much in the same way as mm. Blues are. In being defeated by you, he has this... Yeah, I forget what the actual term <laughs> is called, but you, your life shifts mm. drastically, and you're suddenly going off in a completely different direction. And that's what happens with Silver. Yeah. And Masters is another one where he shows up later, and he's, yes. still, got, he's still got a bit of an attitude. He's still, yeah. he's still a little bit edgy. He's, he's hanging around in, in some of the latest stories and masters. He's hanging around with is it Ethan, the main character from yeah. yeah, and and they like have a really good friendship. And you can tell Silver is still trying to wrap his head around why is Ethan referring to me as his friend? Like he can't wrap it in the di- game di- dialogue. He can't wrap his head around it even to the point where Ethan turns up to save him after Silver confronts Giovanni, and Silver's just like what are you doing here? And Ethan's like, well, that's what friends do. And Silver just has this moment where he suddenly realizes like, ah, it's actually okay to have friends. It actually helps me. 
And I, yeah. ju- I just love that. The, the, like, I what I love about you know Silver looking back is it, he's he's not a carbon copy in blue in any way whatsoever. Like the fact that you know they they could have just gone, oh yeah, you turn up at the Elite Four and he's already beaten them to prove how strong he is. Mm-hmm. But but you don't you you battle at the la- the last time you battle him before the Elite Four is in Victory Road, and you realize yeah, it's the last you, moment just before you step up into the Elite Four. And he realizes that he's he's obviously not good enough. And to be fair, he might not have even been bothering to challenge the the champion. I I don't know because like with blue, it was very obvious that that is what his end goal was. Whereas silver, you don't get that that kind of you don't get that feeling from the fact that he he obviously skips Jasmine's gym because she's mm-hmm. not. Is it Jasmine? It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Jasmine's gym. Um, because she's not there. Like he might not have even got all the badges. He might not even care. He might just be using that as an opportunity to see how strong he is on the way. And if a gym leader's not there, he's like, I'm just off on to the next one because I've got to track down Team Rocket. Yeah. I think he's got a lot to prove. Mm. And I like his arc throughout the games. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Right. Should we move on to uh the next game, which actually has well Three, but you only ever see two because obviously one of them is is, is your main character. So you have Brendan, May, and Wally. Um, so let's start with Brendan and May. Yes. Do you consider them rivals? No, not really. I I don't. So I, I'll I'll lump Wally into this. I don't looking now. I do not consider them rivals. When I was younger playing them, I was like, yeah, they're my rivals because that's what I came to expect from playing yeah. the previous two generations. But as I've gotten older and I've played the games again and suddenly realized, well, may you only battle, I think, four times, three in Auras, I think. And, and Wally, one of them's optional. One of them's optional. And Wally, you only battle twice. And the first time, you only has a Rultz. And I remember... Yeah. Gr- Is it only the twice? Do you know twice. You, you, that's it. That was Outs- my thing. Outside Watson's gym and yeah. then just before the Elite Four. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's oh, it. Wow. And growing up, I remembered, I don't know why, just like I remembered that and st- nostalgia glasses on, Wally being like a main rival that kept popping up. And he does pop up a few times, but you only battle him twice. And the first one, it doesn't really count. It's a rut. Like it's an easy battle. He's trying to prove himself to his uncle. Um, but it's only the second battle where all of a sudden he just he comes out of nowhere and it's like it's like you know when someone you know is skinny and then joins the gym and then you see them after months and they're just built like anything that's Wally's team he's got a Rolts and then all of a sudden he rocks up and he's like wait you've got you've got what you've got a full team of six like fully evolved mons that just wreck shop especially in in Auras, in Auras where you can suddenly mega evolve exactly and... exactly I will say as well that as far as Auras goes that fight are so mm. pretty just oh, all the flowers in the, field, in the background. Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous. It and is. It's one of my favorite fights. Okay, yeah. I, I love Wally. I think yeah. he's I think he's a great character. Mm. Not so much a good rival. No. As you say, he's not really... He's never a threat. Yeah. You first meet him, you teach him how to catch Pokemon. Which I think was a nice turn on the... The way to do it of like, mm. you know, every game's had catching mechanics taught to oh, you. Oh, yes. Well, how about we expect that you know how to do them by the third generation mm. and you teach it to somebody else? That's nice. Yeah. I, I thought I thought that yeah. was really nice. I do always find it funny that he finds like the 1% routes in that I route. I know, right? 
but fair play to him. And then, again, you don't see him until Watson, and he's still only got the routes. Yeah. And you just... Just uh, wipe the floor with him. <laughs> just embarrass him. It's funny, because you get a lot of games, especially like RPGs and stuff, you've heard the, like the supposed-to-lose fight. Yes. That's yes. supposed to set up the threat or the villain yeah. of Endgame. It's like, you fight them and you're oh, supposed to lose. Sure, you can go his... as long as you like, but you're never going to win this. Yeah. That's very much a supposed to win. Yes. <laughs> you're supposed to destroy him. him. Yeah. And oh, it's... poor dude. It's, Im- it's, it's a little bit embarrassing. And you can yeah. tell he is embarrassed by it because he's just... He's trying to convince his uncle. He's like, no, I can go out on a journey. It's like, no. And I'm convinced. I'm pretty sure they say, like, he's sickly. He, he's yeah, not they well. Do. Yes, he's, his parents in one of the... Because his parents send him off to live with his uncle because they live in... Um, Setopolis, right? Yes. Or, or It's either that or the one near the, the volcano. So, obviously, it's very, you know... There's Ashy. A lot of, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he can't deal with it because of his... Let's face facts. Like I am pretty sure Wally is supposed to be that young kid with asthma. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that now. Yeah, I think that's the kind of thing they're getting at. He's he's the weak guy who doesn't do sports at school. Mm. He's a little bit of a nerd. And I like the fact that they went. Yeah, but this nerd, with your help, yeah, goes on to be something much bigger, much more powerful, much more confident in himself. I'm much more self-assured of, okay, I did lose this final fight right before I was about to take on the Elite Four, but that's okay, because I know you're better than me. I always knew you were better than me. That was never a question, but I stood toe-to-toe with you as an equal for a moment, which from where I came from is all I can ask for. Damn, you're giving me goosebumps, kind of. Wow. Wally's great, and I and I think he's great, and I and I again, I like I like the sickly kid. Yeah. Succeeding. Yeah. I think as as a sickly person in my older years, I have grown to love Wally a lot more. Um, but yeah, uh, unlike Brendan and Mate, who I really just I, I have no whatever, idea. whatever. The the there, I love the character designs. I'll give them that. I I yeah. love just the just the they they. Out of all, even though the, that's his hat and not his hair, yeah, which blew my mind when I when I discovered that I was like, wait, what? I thought I was playing with an anti is it is a protagonist with white hair. I was over them because I love playing as characters with white hair. It's just this. Thing. I'm the same. Every time I get the option in an RPG uh, yeah, to design hair. my character, I always yeah. have white hair. Yeah. So like when when I found out, oh no, that's he's not real. He's real hair. I was just like, wait, what? I was like, I was in my twenties when I discovered this. Uh-huh. I was, I just blew my mind. I was like, "What?" Um, I'm a little bit disappointed, if anything. Y- yeah, me too. Me too. But um, I think what I what I love uh, all the all the rivals that we've like touched on so far, and probably will touch on. They feel the most like I'm going on a long adventure, just in terms of their outfit, what they're wearing, having the bags and stuff. Some of the other mm. characters look like there's no way you've basically. You know, traipsed along, trekked across the country. Con- in that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At least these two feel like very much. Oh, they look like they they are trainers and that they are out and about. But not really a lot else you can really say about them. They don't really have a, no. a major personality. They're not even really. I mean, it, to be fair to them, it was the first time I know in Crystal we technically got to be uh, male or female wanted. for the first time. Yeah. Oh uh, well, no. Lyra didn't come in till Heartgold. Who was it? Who was it before? It was Chris. That was you it. Got Chris. To be Chris. Yes. But of course, the, uh, 
Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald was the first time where you yes. got to pick male or female, and then your rival was the other one, mm. which was very cool. Very cool addition. Yeah. They're not really on the same journey as you. Yeah, they're not. Definitely not. They're just helping their dad with research. Yeah. Which, yeah. fair enough. I guess yeah. we run into you every now and then. I think the last time you run into them as well, you don't even have to fight, and they're just like, yeah, I want to go shopping. Yeah, they do, uh, don't they? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, do you want to fight? No. Yeah, no, oh, okay. it's okay, right, fair enough. Or, just... or when you finish um, Roxanne's gym, and you come down, it's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Do you want to fight? No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. For someone, that, by the way, can I just point out, I've, I've done a couple of Nuzlocks, and I just... Yeah, no, I don't want to fight yet. I'm going. And I do, I've done it as a joke on a challenge video where it's like, oh, you know, May comes out, she wants to challenge us. Uh, I just run away because there's no way I'm trying to battle it because it, at that it's point... It's just an extra the, fight that's yeah, not necessary. It's not necessary. And to be fair, if you're playing a like, randomized Nuzlocke, that battle can actually be quite brutal. And if you're playing a randomized Nuzlocke, where possible, you you, you want to avoid the battles that you're not forced to battle, especially against rivals, because of how strong they can be. So it's just one of those battles that you just run away from, unfortunately. And like obviously, the rivals suffer from that. And I, I, at least they've not done what they did. You know, at least they haven't carbon copied the other, the, you know, the previous... Um, rivals but i think what i think they should have leaned a bit more heavily into the whole pokedex catching aspect and maybe that's part of the challenge with them is you know whenever you meet them like oh you you beat me in a you know in the in the number of pokemon you've caught oh great here's an item oh you haven't well tough luck sorry like yeah. may you know add a, add a little bit of something else but i, I can't help but think uh, and you kind of touched on this that because they had two two rivals in they in couldn't this, have a character yeah, because otherwise they've got to write, you know, two two sets of dialogue for every single encounter. And that's maybe why we don't encounter them that many times. And to be fair, I don't even know if the dialogue's different, depending on if it's Brendan or May. I don't... I I think it is an Oras, especially, like, the when you first uh -huh. meet them. Yeah. But other than that, no, I don't think it is. Right, okay, well... There we go then. Should we move yeah, on to I, I I I agree with the statement that they almost don't have a character because they are two people trying to be one yeah. simultaneously. But so. yes, you can bring us on to Barry. Barry! Barry Barry. Barry is so it'll be interesting to see what you think about Barry as well, because th this we've mentioned on a previous podcast was the game that we just kind of just stopped playing Pokemon at. And at the time. But there was a couple of reasons. But one of the reasons was Barry. I was just like, I'm a bit over this. He's just this annoying kid. And it's only recently when I've played Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. I actually love Barry. He's great. I just oh, love how okay. interesting. I just love how happy and excited he is, and he's just running around, and he just doesn't wait for anybody. He's just like, oh, "I've got to go there." Okay, bye. See you. So, okay, he's off. <laughs> bye, Barry. I'll catch up with you later. Absolutely love it. So I'm absolutely convinced Barry has ADHD. Oh, he's, he's yeah. He's he's either got ADHD or he is constantly just drinking coke and eating sugar snacks <laughs> and whatever it might be, and he's just hyper all the time. So I, I think he's okay. I okay. think some of his lines are infuriating. The okay. whole oh, I'll find you one million poker dollars if you're late, <laughs> and it's like, which. 
didn't wind me up so much until I saw it in the anime. Because oh, I think I brought okay. up previously, like Diamond and Pearl was one of the ones where I was actually like sneaking down to watch the anime first thing in the yeah. morning. And Barry's the worst. This is just annoying. He, he, do, he does exactly that. It's like, if you're late, I'm going to find you $1 million. Like, oh, shut up. <laughs> okay, I can, shut yeah, up. Okay. I could, I could get on board with being annoyed in the anime because like you have to watch, like you can't skip it. You have to watch it. Whereas if you're in a game, you can just mash A, can't you? Which we all did yeah. as kids. So you can just mash A and, and, and move on. So I can, so, so if we, if you could and you had to separate the anime from the games, would that change your opinion on Barry? I... Uh, he's fine. I don't... Fine. I don't okay. hate Barry by any stretch of the imagination. I like the relationship he has with... Oh, what's the water dude called? Crasher Wake. I love the relationship he has with Crasher Wake, where he, like, adopts him as his master. <laughs> Wait, what? Is that in the games? Yeah, that's in the games. He's like, I've teach me, that. master. I must learn from Crash Your Wake because he's, he's a super nerd and he, and he, and he <laughs> likes him, his wrestling and stuff like that. I'll so he's like, that. I must learn from you. And that's why they go and defuse the bomb threat together and things like that. Uh... Where, where you chase the Team Galactic grunt, Crash Your Wake's like, I'm going to go have a look at this bomb site that's just gone off. Please don't come in here. It's explosives in your children. And, of course and Barry's like, there. no, I, I must protect my master. <laughs> Oh, I love, <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. I, he's got, he's just got that personality where it's go, go, go. And I I find that really endearing. I really like that. That's fair. And I, I think endearing is probably the right term for it. Yeah. Because there are, when I describe someone as endearing, it's like, you're grating but I put up with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, see, yeah, I can, I can see that. And you, that, you have the, re- you have enough redeeming qualities that I put up with your flaws. Yes, he's, he definitely. I think they balanced how much he's in that game quite well. Looking back and thinking about when I played the the remakes, he, if he had been in it more, I think it would have got to the point where. I just, just annoying. Yeah, just absolutely despised him. And even Barry goes on a bit of a character journey, and maybe not so much as, you know, blue or silver, but he definitely goes on somewhat of a character journey in terms of towards the end and realizing... He gets wrecked at Snowball. Yes, that's it. He, get, he gets absolutely destroyed by one of the uh, the, the admins. And he kind of, I think at that point, he, he kind of realizes this maybe isn't for me or maybe I'm not as great as I want to be yet. And See, I just don't, I never felt like that paid off. Not to, no, I, I, I agree. To, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. It, it does feel like it needed an extra couple of battles maybe or or it, it needed some more dialogue, I, I feel, um, because there are... A couple of other characters that will come on to later on in in the in the games, where I think they did something similar and it worked a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe and maybe they they should have done more with, with Barry in terms of okay, let's try and wrap up his story because out of all of them, uh, he he feels like one of the ones where it just kind of eats out. Yeah, because he gets. You know, he's rushing ahead all yeah. the way through the game, and then he gets his butt handed to him by Mars. 
And then he's he goes on this like depressive bit. And then finally, like, rallies and comes and stands next to you on Spear Pillar. It's like, no, we will do this together. Yeah. And then you beat them, and then he's like, yeah, all right, I'm handing it off now. Yeah. I, I, I did my bit. I got my revenge. Um, you're better at this than I am. Have fun. And then you meet him again at the Elite Four, and he's like, right. let's see if I'm ready. Oh, I'm not ready. Yeah. Okay. It's like, what do you mean, okay? What? No. Right. Okay, is that it? Okay, and he just did it. I don't know if you, you see him in the post-game, because I've never actually played the post-game of Gen 4, the remakes. And I might, he must be in there somewhere after, right? You think? I'm not sure. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I honestly haven't got a, got a clue. Um, I think he introduced... I think, because I played a little bit of the post-game of Brilliant Diamond, where they take you to, like, the battle resort uh, area. Yeah. And he's there, but... Meh. Meh. Got a great team, though. I'll give him that. Oh, fantastic. He's got one of the best teams. In, like, the one of the most... Probably the most difficult team to this point in the order that we've covered the rivals, I think. To fight or to catch? To fight. To maybe catch. to catch, actually. Yeah. That munchlax yeah, on good there. Point. Yeah, How yeah. long did he grind to find that thing on a tree? He's <laughs> either He either sat there for ages or was one of the luckiest people in all he, of Sinnoh. He must have been lucky because he, there's no way he's patient enough. We know he's not patient <laughs> enough. To be fair, he probably ran around every single tree in the forest just like headbutting himself. <laughs> just could you imagine? Yeah, I could imagine him just running around I going could, bam, 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 just over and over again until he got it. Oh, right. Let's move on to black and white, where I'm going to struggle a little bit. I know enough about N, but I don't really remember a lot okay, about. Let's let's Bianca. let's start with N then, because okay. this this is a difficult generation to cover because especially when it comes to N, Sharon, and Bianca, you've got them over two games. Mm. Mm. Because Black and White 2 are a direct sequel that are yes. like two years afterwards, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. So, start with N. Give me your thoughts on N. I, so, I I didn't meet N until I, this sounds like something anonymous, doesn't it? Um, so, I didn't meet N until I played Black and White when I was 26, 27, maybe. Mm-hmm. And... I just remember playing it thinking, what is with the, what is this dude's problem? He's so weird, but not in a in a good way, in a okay, I'm getting some serious like red flags yeah. from this guy. And what is he like he can he can understand Pokemon, apparently. Or understand yeah, how I they're don't, feeling. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying, but the way you're saying it and the way you're talking to me, you've got this whole like you think you're better than everyone yes. and everyone should follow your way of thinking. And he almost sounds like he talks like this. And yeah. oh, it's like he's a cult leader. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, now, yes. Now that you mention it. Yes, yes, yes. I can see exactly what, like with the cult leader thing. And you're, you're, I know where you're going with this. He, he, he is in a cult. He's he been in raised a in a cult. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I remember the first time I played through Black and White. And the whole time I'm like, I, I, I get what N is. I get that he's kind of like being manipulated yeah. and that kind of thing. But you walk into the castle at the end mm. and see that child's room. Oh. And you're like, oh, oh. I feel dirty. Yeah. Oh, I do not feel comfortable with any of this. This is like child abduction yeah. and gaslighting and manipulation and yeah. brainwashing and 
oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yep. All, all of this is wrong. He's and just, you suddenly feel really, really bad for this person. And you're like, I must defeat you to, to, to break you out of this. Yeah. Whatever this is, you must be set free from this now. Yes. Because he think, he's been raised to think the whole legendary dragon Pokemon thing is his destiny, right? But I guess. And it kind of is. Yeah. But is it, is it his destiny because that is destiny or because he's been molded and fit to, to basically fit into that destiny by Getsis? I, 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 I don't know. But just, yeah, just the more you play along in that game, just he comes across as so bizarre. Like the fact where I can't remember the name of the city, but you end up going on the Ferris wheel where on the Ferris just, wheel. He's just like, wait, what is this game? What am I what am I playing here? I just I was really confused with N just playing that game. I didn't know what to think. And even now looking back, I'm still not hundred percent sure what to think on him. But I, like I'll give Game Freak the the due. They 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 you know They've never made done an ri- interesting character. They, they definitely did. I think this is where the rivals definitely really start to um, have their own personalities a lot more, and they're, they're a lot more involved in the story um, as, as well. Um, maybe that's just because the games are longer, so therefore they do have more opportunities to kind of shine. Um, but I. <sighs> Ends a ends a strange one where I think I'd need to I think I'd need to properly play through the sequels because I haven't I have played Black and White too but because it was a, a randomized nuzlocke I just skipped all the dialogue mm-hmm. um so I can't really talk on what he's like in the in the sequels but I don't know if you so can. he only he only shows up right at the very end of Black and White two mm. um basically as a case of like. He comes riding in on his dragon like yeah. the badass he is. <laughs> I love it. And he's like, I'll put an end to this. And then it doesn't. Oh, <laughs> right. Okay. That's it. <laughs> and, then he... get, and then gets his dragon robbed off him. And it's oh. like, ah, whoops. Oh, okay. <laughs> love it. Right. Okay. But oh. I mean, he is the first one since Blue to beat the champion before you do. Oh, yeah. He beats. Is it Alder? Alder, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alder. So he beats Alder and he's like, there you go. I have beaten the strongest person in this region. Might makes right. Therefore, I am correct in all of my ide- ideologies. And it's like, no, sir, that ideology in and of itself is not right. But no, fine. I'm going to come kick your butt now just to prove it to you. <laughs> that whole mm. castle scene. It's-, it's great. I love it. But just, just I know I'm going off on tangents. Why the hell is there a castle built under the underground? Floor? Like what? Like, like where did that come from? Theoretically, it's a relic of the bygone era where the two kings existed. Okay, right. It's a pre-existing castle that kind okay. of the uh, elite four and stuff was built on top of. Okay, that that makes a bit more sense. I, I guess. I think. I think a lot of the relic kingdom or the kingdom that became a relic, kind of sunk. Um, I'm not entirely sure why it sunk. There's a theory there somewhere. But I know you, where you get like the relic artifacts, like the crown mm. and stuff like that, it's all underwater and things. Oh, okay. So the ancient kingdom sunk, and then Unova was kind of built on top of it. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm. That's pretty... Mm, we learn something new every day with a podcast with you, don't we? Thank you. So, N is fascinating. 
Definitely. disturbing. Yes. Makes me feel uncomfortable. Yes. But fascinating. Definitely fascinating. What about the other two rivals? What are your thoughts on them? So Sharon's okay. Yeah. Sharon is your... He's the one on the same journey as you. Yes. I'm going to be the very best like no one ever mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. He... They do an interesting thing with Sharon where he kind of sets out and he's like, well, I know a lot about Pokemon, therefore yes. I should be strong. And in strength, I will, I will find my purpose. And it's kind of questioned to him by Alder. I think it's like, do you need strength to find purpose or is your purpose to find strength? And it's like, I don't understand the question. It's like, well, there you well, go. There you go. That's, yeah. that's the problem. Yeah. And he's kind of left with that. Question roaming around his head, and again he fights you over and over again. He's mm. like, I don't understand. I I know all these things about Pokemon. I have a good team. I've trained them up right. Why am I not getting what I want out of this? Why am I not achieving these goals that I've set for myself? And I just I just find it interesting. He's not my favorite no. rival, but I've got nothing bad to say about no. him. He's out of all the rivals on this list that I know about or have played a lot about. He's he's the one that's most forget forgettable. Um, okay, and that's not to say like when you do have the dialogue, like when you speak to him in black and white, he he definitely feels like he's he is his own character. But there's not a lot to him. He just comes across as very. I think boring is the word I want That's to fair. use. It's just like, you know, he doesn't like a lot of these other rivals. You have a laugh and a joke or you, you've got something, some kind of, you know, camaraderie with them. Whereas Charing for me just felt like he's a stranger. Yeah, he's so focused yes. on his goal that it's almost like he hasn't got time to be friendly with you yeah. or even be a rival to you because you're not even in his way, really. You're just a another step on my journey to greatness yeah yeah which eh, fair play yeah. sharon you do you exactly and bianca the only thing i've got to say about her because i don't really remember it is i love her animation when she jumps it where she comes into battle and she kind of like hops on one leg and then throws mm-hmm. the vocal i love i love that sprite animation absolutely love it and it, it's great that they can bring out a bit of personality of the characters in those sprites Got nothing else to say about it because I don't really remember. <laughs> okay, so I will try not to go off here because okay, Bianca is my absolute favorite rival of all time. Oh right, okay, take it away. Go on. So she she goes on a journey throughout those games. Right, I I, I will set. This oh, up by the saying, dads, like, yeah, the dads, the dads, yes. Okay, right, it's coming back to me a little but, bit. But she, but she 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 goes on a journey and tries to figure out what am I going to be a strong person or do I want to be a professor or do mm. I want to be a model? Could I even be a model? Am I pretty enough? What does it mean to be a woman in the Pokemon world where you know strength really is everything? Because if you're good with Pokemon, then you can basically own the world. And then she comes into contact with lots and lots of brilliant women on that adventure. She runs into Professor Juniper, who teaches her. It's like, no, it's okay to be smart and, and pretty, because I'm kind of pretty, but my brain is really what powers me. And she's like, wow, that's really amazing. What a what a wonderful human being. And then she runs into Elisa, who's like, no, I am beautiful, but I am also powerful. And no, those two are not related, but I am both 
encompass into one. And Bianca like really learns what it is to be a woman in the Pokemon world throughout that journey. And it's so good. And then she also has this thing with her dad of like, he's overly protective mm. and a little bit aggressive about it. And you can see, oh, you're talking about Bianca's animation, right? She has one that I really love. And it's not it's not the full pixel art. It's, it's the really tiny little chibi one. And she does this thing where she pulls her hat over her eyes when she's sad to try and keep the tears back. And it oh. just breaks my heart every time I see it. And it's just like, no, Bianca. And she's introduced to you as flighty. And it's like, oh, that's so sad. She's just quick to emotion. And she doesn't really know how to handle all the things going on in her life and isn't sure whether she's capable or not and you're amazing and Sharon's amazing and she sees you two going headlong on your journey and you know where you want to go and she doesn't know what she wants to do and eventually she comes to the conclusion of that's fine that's that's okay if I don't know what I want to do at 16 I can Aww. I can just meander along and love my Pokemon and my Pokemon love me and we're having a great time on our journey together and I've grown a lot and she gets her Pokemon stolen from her and yeah, Iris does, has to yeah. come in and teach her how, like, no, no, I'm going to teach you a couple battle techniques just so you can protect yourself a little bit more in the future because it's it's difficult to be a woman in New York City, okay? <laughs> there are big strange men trying to take away all your Pokemon. And, oh, I just love Bianca so much. Wow. Okay. So, wow. Just absolutely. You've just sold me on on Bianca to the point where I'm like, I need to go back and play Black and White just to, just to like notice all these details that I obviously missed out on when I've played it in the past. And I think part of that is because I've never played it at my own like pace and and leisure. It's always been because I've been doing it for for the YouTube channel. Um. So right. Okay. Wow. See, black, black, black and white was the one, as I said, I think last week, like I played through it and I read all the dialogue out loud and I did yeah. all the character voices and stuff. Yes. For that. And that scene in, I will always forget the name, but it's Elise's city, the yes. electric gym where her dad shows up and he's like, no, you're coming, coming home, home now. Yeah. I'm fed up with this. You shouldn't have come this far. You're not good enough at this. And she's like, no, I, I'm going to keep going because I don't know what I want to do with my life yet, but I'm going to find out and I'm going to do it on my own. Nah. <laughs> like, oh, you go, girl. It, it brought me to tears. It literally wow. brought me to tears. It's on camera. It's on my channel. You can go watch me oh, cry. I need to, I need that to go scene. back. I need to go back and watch that series. Um, what she and like then she in... comes in yeah, Black she... and White 2. Yeah. She becomes an assistant to Professor Juniper. Oh, it's brilliant. Right, okay. And she, she goes, look, I'm not going to be a strong person like Sharon, who becomes a gym leader. Yes. I'm not going to be as good as, and she does reference your character in like this really fond way of like, oh, yeah, I used to know somebody who was a hero and they were great. And she's just happy doing her own thing. I love that. Absolutely love that. So what about Hugh in black and white? Nah, too? Hugh can suck it. <laughs> Why? I, I don't know a lot about Hugh, unfortunately. I, again, I've played black and white too, skipped all the dialogue. I don't really remember anything about him. All right. So Hugh is, Hugh's like a new silver. Oh, He's super edgy and yeah. he really hates Team Plasma. Okay. And the only reason you get for him hating Team Plasma for the vast majority of the game is that they stole a purloin. 
They stole my sister's, sister's purloin. purloin. I yes. want my purloin back. You're the worst. Give me back my purloin. Where's purloin? Where's purloin? Where's purloin? To the point where he starts being a bit of bit of an arse to you because like he's he's getting so wound up that Team Plasma are back and they're doing all this evil stuff again and he really wants to take them down and prove he's got to get stronger so that nobody can ever suffer again like his sister did when they took my purloin. I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> Get, get over it. Jeez, this was years ago, buddy. Like, stop. To be fair to him, he does eventually come out with a line of like, you know, it was my granddad who gave my sister that purloin before he died. And you're like, oh, okay. And now I feel like now the bad guy. I feel guy like here. the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But oh. I don't... Yeah. I understand what they were trying to yeah. do with him, but it's just a little bit he's just a little bit heavy-handed for my own liking. Okay. Okay. I can understand that from what you've said. Um let's move on to the next generation then. X and Y. So this this right, okay. So this is the one where you turned me around on. I don't know if you remember. We had a com I- we had a conversation when we were doing um our our last series together. And I was like, nah, I don't really like them as rivals. Until I think what you said was, don't consider them as rivals, consider them as travel companions. Uh-huh. And it, it, and it did change my mind. I was like, oh, that makes sense now, because none of them are really rivals, are they? They're all just happy to go on this adventure. They all have their own interests and personalities and quirks. None of them use a team that is relatively difficult the only time that they collectively are a challenge is when they all face you on the bridge like one after another mm-hmm. after another other than that you pretty much just run through most of them um whenever you whenever you battle them and just looking at it from the perspective of we're going on an adventure with my friends i love it absolutely love it that's fair it's interesting that i'm the one who switched you around on these because i might have doubled back <laughs> Gone like just, just to the full circle, just to the full circle <laughs> to the point where they are annoying. Um, I, so, Callum yeah. and Serena are your actual rivals. Yes, yes, and they are so bland. They don't. I, yeah, have I agree a with you that. Yeah, I agree with you there. I'm, lo- I'm looking at it and I'm thinking. I, I've always played as Callum, and I can't remember a line of dialogue from Serena. I can remember a couple of the battles, but I can't remember any of the dialogue from her. No, nothing. No. I, I remember you beat them to get Mega Evolution, and that's kind of it. Other than that, they leave absolutely no impact on me at all. And maybe it's the same issue you have with May and Brendan, where it's like, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, they're trying to make a male and a female the same character, but I don't think that's an excuse mm. for them to be as bland and forgettable yes. as they are. I agree as with for that. the others, yeah. they're very one note. Uh, Sean yeah, is the one yeah, who's yeah. kind of cutesy and maybe yeah. has a crush on you. Tierno's yeah. the dancer. Trevor's the nerd. And that's it. That that's, is their, that's, that's their personality. Just the, the yeah, you're absolutely, absolutely right there. Um, also, I'll never, the, the, only, the last thing I'll say on it, on these is I don't like the fact that at the very start of the game, they all give you nicknames. It's like, you've lit, I've just moved in and you're already <laughs> giving me nicknames and pigeonholing me with these names I'm going to be stuck with for the rest of the journey. Like, what what I think it's Sean is like, oh, let's call you big whatever your name is. I'm just like, wait, what now? Please uh, don't. Please no, don't. <laughs> that that's a little bit weird. 
Um, so should we move on to uh, Gen Seven? Go on then. How, what do you think of how? Um, I so I haven't had a lot of experience playing Gen Seven, so I don't remember a lot about how. Other than I do love I do love his outfit, like absolute banging outfit. I love it. Like why can't me as the main character have that outfit? And he's just he just comes across as very happy throughout the this. He's probably the most happiest you know, rival we've had, I think. Yes. I don't I can't think so. of anyone else that has really been that just like excited and optimistic and but again, doesn't feel like a true rival. I don't think he's meant to. Yeah. So the thing is, right, you and Hal set out on the same journey to complete mm. your island challenge together. Yeah. Hal fails really early on. When, when does he, he doesn't I beat, don't remember. Yeah, go on. He doesn't beat uh, Hala. Oh. Because Hala is his grandfather. Yes. And it's said, like, he battles Hala and loses. And Hala's just like, yeah, just just carry on, mate. Just just go do the rest of it. Oh, it's I didn't fine. know that. Oh. Yeah, so he fails really early on. And that's why he's like, eh, maybe, maybe I'm not cut out for this, but adventure woo great time yeah 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 well and i will say like i i i really like how but a lot of that comes down to tommy lou what voicing him yeah because we played that game together for the first time and he played how and uh, the moment that will always bring me so much joy you know right at the very beginning where you got the tauroses who were all like in the road Mm mm-hmm there's a you, you see how in that shot, and he's just standing at the side, just jumping up and down, waving his arms about. <laughs> and I yes. just got Tommy's voice in my head going, "Oh my god, Toros, bro, Toros! These are amazing. I love Toros." And to me, that's how. That's how how will always be. Just oh my god, Toros, bro. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Coming out of a teleport, like, oh my god, did you see that? I just, I just got flung halfway across the city, bro. It was amazing. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. So that to me is how. That's just how. somebody who is not, he's not a rival. He's no. not a threat. No, but he's just happy he's to just happy. fight you because yes. why not? It's fun. He's Pokemon's fun. Have it. some fun with yes, it. Yes, exactly. Have a happy rival. Uh, apparently, according to this list, Gladion's considered a rival. Yeah, technically, I yeah. guess. Which is weird, because you don't meet him until, like, halfway through yeah, the game. Yeah, that's what I think threw me when I was looking at this. I was like, wait, what? When, when do you actually meet him? And I, I still can't remember. Wait, like, Gen 7 is probably the one out of all these that I have the least knowledge of what order events happen in and characters and stuff like that. So I, I haven't really got a lot to say about him other than he's another one that's a bit edgy. I think he's out to protect his sister, though, isn't he? Yeah, so Gladian, you first meet at the Aether Foundation, and I think it's later on that you find out that him and Lily are related, and they're both the daughter of Lusamine, who's just off her rocker. Yeah. And you find out that, like, he robbed the Type Null project that was originally mm. designed to fight Ultra Beasts, and then was... It was the three that were created, like, all lost control, so they had these inhibitor helmets put on them, and he, he broke one of them out, and he was like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look after you, I'm gonna protect you, because I'm a protector, and it's what I do. And then becomes such good friends with Titan All that it breaks out of its uh, mm. containment helmet and becomes Sylvali, and he's a cool character, I guess. I think he's 
edgelord to the max. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just look at his outfit. He's he's just oh, trying he runs, too hard. He runs Team Skull. Wait, he runs Team Skull? He runs Team Skull for a bit as well, or he runs with Team Skull kind of thing. He like doesn't consider himself a member, but is kind of hanging out with them and living in their hideout. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, it's... Makes He's sense. an interesting character. I like what they attempted to do with him. Mm. I think the Edge Lord just comes through way too hard. Oh, that's unfortunate. One th- and kind of overshadows the rest of it. Uh, I can understand that. I think one thing that I do like about Gladian, though, is is you've already touched on Type Null and just having a Pokemon that the first time you see, you're like, wait, what is that? I've never seen that, or not even that. Not even, I've never seen that Pokemon before. I've never seen that kind of Pokemon design before. And you just look at it going, what is this thing? What what am I actually fighting against? And I think he's probably the only trainer on this list that I can see that has, you know, a unique Pokemon that you go throughout the pretty much the entire main game wondering, what is that Pokemon? I can't go out and find it. I can't go out and catch it. And... You're just stuck thinking, what is this unique Pokemon that he's using? Yeah, he has to give it to you at the end. Yeah, And it is, technically, according to Cerebi.net, a legendary. Wait, what? It is technically a legendary, which means that Gladian is the first rival to ever receive a legendary Pokemon. Oh. Oh, that's interesting. Right, okay. Speaking of rivals who receive a legendary Pokemon, Hop! Hop! (laughs) I love Hop! I love him. I think Hop's great. He, he's Hop fantastic. gets so much hate. He do, He gets an unfortunate amount of, of hate, and I'm and the only the only reason I can think that he gets hate is because for, he kind of embodies some of the worst. Per, like depending on how you look at him, either embodies the worst personalities of a couple of the rivals. Or you love him for that exact same reason where, you know, he, he's like Barry, but not to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a lot more laid back. And what I what I do love is that earlier on when we were talking about like, um, you know, um, there's a couple of characters like Barry and, and Wally who kind of have that, you know, that midway point where they suddenly realize, oh, I'm not good enough. Hop experiences that to a massive degree more to the point where when I was playing it and I got you get to the part where he loses to Bede and I just felt really sorry for him because he just he goes from being the most optimistic character to just basically so down in the dumps on himself and just thinking he's not going to be good enough. And what I love is is it reflects in his Pokemon team because for the most part of the game, he's constantly just like switching up his Pokemon, just trying to figure out what, you know, what he's good at, what his Pokemon strengths are. And like after he loses to Bede, his team actually gets worse because he's yeah. he's second guessing himself and trying to like live up to, you know, his older brother Leon's, you know, legacy and reputation, which is like a massive tall order which I don't think anyone would be able to, you know, come No, come he's close the undefeated to. champion. Yeah. Like, w- does the, the chances of you, his brother, also, you know, reaching that level is, uh, you know, probably massively, 
like unfavorable odds, unfortunately. But I, I, I still can't help but think I absolutely love that he's just on this adventure with you, and he's he's there to support and be optimistic and help you. But at the same time, he does want to he does want to you know beat you to you know the the league and beat Leon before you, and he is. A rival, he's, he's the right balance, I think, of being a rival and someone that's friendly and optimistic, which Trace wasn't. So here's the thing, and uh, I'll, I actually wonder what you think about this. I don't think Hop is a rival in Sword and Shield. Oh, okay. I think Hop is the main character, and you were the rival. Oh, when you put it like that, that does kind of make Hop, sense. Hop is the protagonist yeah, of that is, game. He, is into, he, he has the older brother yeah. who is the champion, who he's got something to live up to. His goal is to become the champion and take that sort of title and carry on the family legacy. Yeah. You are just some guy yeah, who yeah, lives yeah, in town that. who just keeps wrecking him. I get that. <laughs> and like... You're absolutely right there because Hop or, like Hop goes on this journey where by the end of it he realizes he doesn't want to become a trainer. He wants yeah, to Yeah, he wants to be his own person and be a be a professor's assistant yeah. and things like that. And you're absolutely right. Like Hop Hop probably is actually the main character of that. And I think that's one of the one of the downsides, unfortunately, of Pokemon games where, you know, the, the main character isn't doesn't have a you know doesn't have mm-hmm. a character themselves because you are that character but it it would have been great to kind of see that dynamic between you and harp actually having those two-way conversations and see like helping him to get where he wants wants to go but you're absolutely right like every time you do battle hop you just absolutely just destroy him so is it any wonder by the end of the game he's just thinking maybe battling isn't for me and yet he still has the optimism yes. when it comes down to be like, no, I'm going to hold this sword or this sh- mm. rusted shield up into the air yeah. because it might do something. It might. <laughs> it, it might. might. <laughs> what, what other option do we have? I'm standing here atop Rose Tower facing the end of the yeah. world. But I got my best mate beside me yeah. who's a much better trainer than me. And that's fine. And my brother couldn't even take this thing down. But you know what? I'm a hop. And it's like, yep. yes, you are, buddy. Yes, I, you are. <laughs> I just love that, like, throughout that game, when you need him, he's there. He's there yeah. to, like, without question. Like you said, like, when you're going up Rose Tower, and he's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm coming with you. Like, no no argument, no doubting. Just like, you need me. I'm, I'm going to be there for you. And, yeah, just... Hop is great. Hop is great, and he was one of the. For me, the first time playing that game, I didn't appreciate him, and it's only on subsequent playthroughs that, you know, because you pick up more each time you play it, and you realize, all oh, right, he he is just he's just a human. Like he has his up moments, he has his down moments, unfortunately, and he just he's he just wants to, you know. He, he think at the start of the journey, he thinks he knows what he wants, and it's only mm-hmm. by going on the journey that he realizes what he actually wants, what what he needs. And he, yeah, he is he is trying to be someone he's not from yes. the very beginning of that yes. game. Yeah, and he must go on that journey to realize what he actually who he is. Mm. And he's a little bit like Bianca in that stage, and that's why I kind of really grew to like him a lot. 
good. I, I just, I just, yeah, he's a great character. I love the fact that you know he eventually gets a, a legendary as well, and he actually, out of all the characters, he's probably the one that is deserving of a legendary. Yes. He's the one that actually, yeah, you know what, he des- he deserves that. Um, and oh, what was the other point? There's another point I was going to make about him. Uh, what was it? It's gone. It's it's gone. Um, so should we move on to the apparently the other rivals in this game because there's multiple rivals. What apparently, um, so Bede. Considering we've already started talking about Bede, I, I love Bede as a character. Absolutely, do love you? Him. I do, and I can understand why people don't like him because he's he's a bit like N in some regards, where he's been bought up to you know live up to this legacy of Chairman Rose and help him out, but Chairman Rose is just using him, um, mm. and B thinks he knows what he needs to do. He thinks he's all there. He's you know he's going to be the best, and then he goes too far trying to gather the wishing stars, and he gets kicked out and. At that point, you do start to feel a bit sorry for him. You're thinking, ah, oh, well, you kind of bought it on, your, on yourself, though. Unfortunately, it's only through his interactions with, I can't remember her name, the fairy type gym leader. Aha, uh-huh, Opal. Oh, Opal. It's just like, pink, pink. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is so endearing. And he turns up at the end of the, end of the game, which, again, took me by surprise because I was like, wait, oh, right, Bede's in this. I completely forgot about Bede. I've not seen him in ages. You know, he wants to apologize and everything. The dialogue was a bit forced, but I, I think that was that doesn't, for me, detract away from Bede and his his journey through that game. Yeah. Um, probably not the strongest journeys because it does feel like there's a little bit in the middle missing, like after he's, you know, fall from grace and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, I'm really sorry about everything. I'm like, it feels like there's a there's a little bit of a middle part missing there. But I, I do like Bede as a, as, a, as a trainer. I think Bede is a little bit unexplored. Yeah. Like, again, you get hints to him being sponsored by Chairman Rose and he really wants to impress Chairman Rose to the point where he's gathering all these wishing stars. And also, can we bring up the point that Apparently, Rose draws the line at like smashing up an old mural, but yeah. is willing to bring about the darkest day so that in thousands of years' yeah. time, the energy tri system. The, none right. of that makes Wait, any sense to me. I think Rose is a really weak villain. Well, the fact but- he, he, he is, the fact that Leon's like, can he just wait one more day? And Rose is like, no, it can't. No. <laughs> He's just like, wait, no. like one more day isn't going to change anything. Come on. So I think. <sighs> I hate Bede, but okay. on that level of I think I'm supposed to hate Bede. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. and I almost can't separate that. It's it's a weird one because Blue kind of turned it around and mm. Silver kind of turned it around. And I don't think Bede ever really turns it around. He just gets strong armed into yeah. being a gym leader. Yes, he and does. I'm just like, yeah. you didn't choose that. You yes. didn't lose a fight and go, no. I'm going to change my ways and become a gym leader and learn to be better. It was just, I just feel like Opal just took a cane but to the back of his head a couple of pretty, times and- pretty much pretty much kidnapped him pretty much effectively um and yeah he, he like i said like he, i think there's definitely a, a there's a there's a part missing just in the middle just to show that growth where he goes from the old bead to the new bead it, it does feel like there's it, there's just like you know a switch and it's not really yeah. explored there's a bit in the middle and i feel like there's a bit in the beginning missing like where where's the storyline where B 
Speed's an orphan and Chairman Rose finds him and that's yeah. why he looks up to him and that's why he goes so hard mm. for him because like he pulled him out of the gutter effectively. Yeah. Like, where's that storyline? It's not even hinted at. So I, I like Speed's mm. fine. <laughs> it feels like they just went, we need we need a butthead rival. Let's yeah. throw one in. Yeah. And then didn't really do enough with him. I get that. I get that. Um, Marnie. I just, yeah, right. just angsty. Like she's just she's like not even. Well, yeah, she's just she's a punk rock princess. Which, if you're gonna do an English region, fair enough. You need a punk rock princess. I get it. Yeah, I. But I, I would, I would have gone with someone that's a lot more just outspoken and says how it is, and and I yeah. don't. It's just she. <laughs> She almost doesn't even want to be there for most of it. She's yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. doing this because my brother's a gym leader and wants me right. to take over the gym someday, and I guess that's what I'll do. Also, I have all these fans with me because they're fans of my brother, and because I'm in the gym challenge, they're fans of me, and they're kind of getting in everyone's way, which is kind of annoying, but I'll, I'll tell them to stop, but I won't really put any effort into it. And yeah. She just kind of meanders around. She's yeah. a nothing character. No, she cool isn't. design, yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. That's about it. Yeah. Anyway, should we move on to apparently Clara? Uh, Clara, right. So, have you played? Do you have Sword or Shield? I have Pokemon Sword. So, I, I, I have. So, so neither I, of us can really comment on Avery. No. Okay. That's fine. What do you think of Clara? Um, I actually like her in a, in a weird <laughs> way, but, but it's, it's the fact that, like, when you arrive at the Isle of Armour, she feels, threatened by you and she goes out of her way to sabotage you which we've i don't think we've really seen with any of the, the other rivals to the point where the final battle when you battle it she like sets she up cheats. she cheats and i was like oh this is absolutely fantastic um so i really enjoyed i, I really enjoyed it a character is, is for the small part that we got to see i think she leaves an impression on you she's certainly the most villainous rival we've had up till date yeah, 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 definitely. Which, again, is a nice twist on the whole thing. They don't try and make her friendly. I think towards the end, she, like, learns her ways mm, and mm. things like that. But I I do like that idea of just, oh, you're a threat to me. Yes. And I will do everything in my power to take you out. Yeah. If you, if you want to, if you want to step to me, you better come hard. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to cut you, honey. And she's like, oh, girl. <laughs> Oh, calm down. <laughs> cool. Oh, scary. Very, very cool design. Yeah. Like her, like, uh, psychic and poison Pokemon. That's great. Yeah. Love it. Very, very cool character. Yeah. And very quickly to touch on Avery, I do love his design in a in a weird way. I, I shouldn't like it, but there's something quirky about it, and that appeals to me. Yeah, he's fine, I guess. He's fine. He looks a bit weird, but I suppose he is a bit weird. He is. What do we think... Of the initial, like, videos that Nimona. we've seen about, yeah, about Nimona. She looks fine. Yeah. She looks like she's going to be a friendly enough rival. Yeah. Yeah. I think, but all from what I've seen in the trailer, and one of the great things about the most, the the, the most recent, um, Scotland Violet trailer is the facial animations on the mm-hmm. rival. I, I was like really impressed by that. And just from what I could see, 
She definitely seems like the kind of rival who, yeah, I'm friendly, but I'm out to beat you. I am out to prove myself. And it probably has been a while. Just, I don't know, she feels a bit more extreme compared to Hop in terms of, yeah, I'm your rival, but like, I am pulling out all the stops to beat you. And I, the, the last time that we had that, has it, it's been a while, I think. Um, well, here's my hope for Nimona. She's not setting out at the same time as you. Is she already set I, out on her journey? She, she at least looks a little bit older than she you. She does, yeah. And I believe it's set up that, like, she's already... An, she's an upperclassman. Classman oh, okay. Is basically what you're going for. In this whole school that you're going to be in, the Orange School or the Grape School, whatever they end up being called, she's, she's, she's your senior. So she kind of is going to go like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to introduce the freshmen into Pokemon battling a little bit and then go uh -huh. about my own thing because you're kind of not really on my level. And then hopefully later on you are on our level and she's going to be like, all right, I'll come at you with everything I have. <laughs> but I hope, I hope on that level that it's like, no, she should be a threat then. Yeah, yeah. You know, she said, I think it's on the website, it says, you know, she's a very, very capable battler. She's one of the best. But she can't throw Pokeballs very well. Interesting. Right, I'm okay. Not sure, I'm not sure what that line means. Not sure what that so, line well, means. Well, I think but... we know what that line I think we know where we're going with that. With the, That has got to be the catching tutorial, right? Surely. Maybe? I don't know. I don't oh, know. Okay, interesting. Right. Well, I'd, I'd, it'd be interesting to see what we get from her um, and whether or not we get any more information between now and, you know, the drop of, of Gen 9. Um, but who, it, it, if this has made me real, having this conversation has made me realize anything, they don't typically repeat rivals' personalities. No, I, I, I'd, I'd have thought the same thing. Like, oh, this rival's just like this yeah. rival, this rival's just a carbon copy of this. And they're not. They're they not. all stand out yeah. as some more than others, mm. but they're all individuals. Yes. They are all their own character. Definitely. Some so, have less character than others, mm, but mm. they are all their own character. So I think we're in, we're in good stead for, you know, Gen, Gen 9 and, and the rival in that. So, right. Are we ready to move on to our Pokemon Journeys discussion? Oh, even, yeah. Even though we're an hour and a half into this pod, we are just like, how, how why, why are these podcasts getting longer? <laughs> Because we're just more comfortable talking to each other, so we'll have <laughs> more in-depth conversations. Definitely, definitely. Right, okay, well, let's touch on um, episode eight, with the Sinnoh Iceberg. Um, what, what did you think of the episode? This episode was fine. Yeah. I feel like, you know, they were like, oh, let's go back to Sinnoh, yeah. and is, is it the first time we've really... Because they did Galar for a little bit, mm. but this is the first time they're paying off on the premise of we're going to just go out to different regions and re-explore them again. Um, why? Um, no, because we had Hoenn, didn't we? So this is, but this is only the second time in eight episodes where we're going. Okay. we're going to yet another um place, and I like the fact that they're not revisiting the Hoenn region again. They are just mixing it up, even though yeah. to so be they go to. Sorry, even though it like they could have said they were going to anywhere with an ice type, you know, region and gotten away with it. For me, it didn't feel like Sinnoh, unfortunately. Um, but I did love the premise that it wasn't just, you know, traditional Pokemon battles. It was a, a race, 
basically. Mm-hmm. I, I, I loved it. Um, and I love how they eventually work around to that where, you know, the Piplup turns up. He's just been swimming for I don't know how long. The look of it. Yeah, that animation was so disturbing. I was like, what is this? This looks like something... I d- I d- I d- From a d- horror story. Yeah, I, I just saw it and I was like, what is this? Like, It's like when we spoke about Mr. Mime last episode. And just every now and again, they pull out these animations that just really... I think they just use it as an excuse to just like, as artists, flex what they can do. And be yep. like, I can, I can do this. I can make this really disturbing, or which again is a, is b- allowed because of the new animation style. Yes. Because it's a simpler style, it means they can go hard with these like cutaway yeah. shots. I, I love it. And one of the other notes I've got is like Ash has raised Pikachu to just be a stone cold killer. Like the loaded tentacle turns up, and Pikachu <laughs> just starts powering up. Like Ash isn't even given a command. Pikachu's like all for this fight against like thirty tentacles. Like, what are you doing? It's like, I see you're a water type. You know how yeah. this goes? Yeah. Not well for you, it's, son. Yeah, pretty much. They're all in the water. They've got no chance. And Tentacool just doesn't sound how I expected it to. Yeah, that's fair. I don't... I, I, was, I, re, I was like, wait, what? That's how it, how it sounds? But I can't ever recall... I must have heard of heard Tentacool's like, you know... Tentacool. Yeah, in the past. So it was a, it was a, it was a bit strange. Um... I love that Team Rocket is still peddling to places because they did that in the in the original in the original. They've still got anime. the Magikarp. So. They've still got it. Absolutely um, love it. And that the the Palippa poor thing carrying the Team Rocket dispenser. <laughs> like, it's having I having a great time. You poor poor Pokemon. Oh no, this was kind of. I think this was the first real filler episode. Yeah, it definitely where feels that way. nothing really happened. Our two main characters didn't really do anything. There was no progression on their part. No. Go didn't catch any Pokemon. Ash didn't do any battles. Yeah, the episode wasn't even really about those two. It was about this girl who had a Piplup and a Krogunk, yeah. which oh, just so happened to be uh, Dawn's Pokemon and Brock's oh, Pokemon when we were in right. Sinnoh. Do you remember? Do you remember that, guys? You you like. You like Piplup and Krogunk, don't you? Right. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, it did throw me that Krogunk is like the rival in its swimming. I was like, okay, every every other Pokemon's like mainly water. At least for, a water type. Except for Pikachu, who, of course, just does rubbish, which is no surprise because, uh, well, it's a, it's a electric it's rodent. A it's like, what, what do you yep. expect? Uh, I think they should have paid it off and had them on the surfboard. Like, da. That would have been it's proper, <laughs> proper like nostalgia and clickbait. But I would have loved that. Would have absolutely loved that. Um, I think the only- this episode was fine. It was. It was fine. Should we move on? Yeah. So, episode nine, finding the legend. Now, this is where, in the previous episode, where I said like didn't feel like Sinnoh, this felt like Johto. Yes. Oh, was- absolutely. Ecritique City. Yeah. Mwah. Captured Str- beautifully. Yes. Yeah, straight off the bat, you're like, oh, we're going to Johto. I can't wait to go to Johto. And um, I just love the I just love the premise of, of this episode and how it just throws a curveball straight away where you know they're trying to track down Hero and and they think they find it and Ash just says who knew we'd find it this fast and I was just thinking <laughs> well that's convenient and honestly I was there thinking yeah it's a kids show I shouldn't be disappointed that they find Hero in the first couple of minutes except he's not it's not it's a hero with a cyndaquil on its head <laughs> which is amazing <laughs> but just, like which is just fantastic that 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 
you know, the child's imagination to do that. But Ash literally just attacked that Pokemon. Isn't the laws against this? Like, just like, because they thought it was a legendary Pokemon, which, you know, to some degree, supposed to be one of a kind, but that's up in the air. Surely there would be laws about, yeah, you see that Pokemon? Like, there's probably only three of them in, in you know, in the world. You're probably not allowed to just throw a Pokemon to try and... If it's not in the Safari Zone, it's fair game. Right, okay. Is that is they the rules we're going with? Sure. Okay, fair. <laughs> that makes sense. No, um, I love this one. Yeah. I was... I'll be honest with you. So I was in a little bit of a, a down mood when okay. I was watching these anyway. I was, you know, just life had got on top of me. Yeah. And watching this old man be like, oh, it's not real. Yeah. Give up on your dreams. Like, Everything oh. sucks. Life's going to kick you in the teeth. And it's like, feels. Yeah. That's a mood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm on board, dude. That'll do. And then he just, just has that whimsy brought back to him by these Three idiots stood on top of a tower going, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> Just like, what? <laughs> and like, for me, there's some of the notes I've got. I'm going to jump around a little bit here. But the end, like, it, it's trippy with all the teleporting around. I absolutely love where they're just like transporting left, right, and center. At one point, because like the kid obviously did that trick with the the Firo and the Cyndaquil. I actually like, oh, this kid is such a chad. That's his name! His name's actually a chad. chad. <laughs> I just looked at I was like, wait, what? And then um, I've, got, I've got a note here <laughs> where um, <laughs> where I was getting towards the end of the episode and I thought, they're not going to find ho so I put, the real ho was was the friends we the made, friends along, we the made way. along the way. Except it wasn't. We do get to see ho <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's absolutely fantastic. So they tricked us twice and that episode with what we think we're getting and then we don't think we're getting it and and then it like completely turns around and well, um, i like this you're talking about seeing ho like i like the fact that this is the first episode where they're like no 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 everything before this is still canon yes ash yes. saw ho yes. on day one and he knows it they they remade that animation uh-huh and I was just blown away by... Because they could have done the cheap thing and just taken... Oh, we'll, we'll just lift the, the animation from the original. And they didn't. They just... They recreated that. And it looked gorgeous. Absolutely mm. gorgeous. And, like, at first, I thought to myself... When, when they mentioned about, oh, you can only see it if there's a rainbow. And I, and I thought, oh, that's something for the anime. Because uh, I just thought it was. And... I actually went back and checked the Pokedex entries. It's actually in a lot of the Pokedex entries that it will. It, you need a rainbow to see it. Mm. And it just made me realize, oh, when they introduced Ho-Oh in, in the anime in episode one. There was a rainbow. There was a rainbow, and they really did think of it. And at the time, I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, oh, it's just a rainbow. It's a nice sunny day. But no, it's no. like you need that to see. It's one of, one of the conditions of meeting a Ho-Oh. It's so clever, and it's such a good little callback. Now, I don't know if you watched the film that they did, the where Ash faces so. Ho-Oh. No, I haven't. Oh, oh, um, is that the, the one where Pikachu talks at the end? Oh, because Ash dies or something. Is that the one? We think uh, he dies. Almost. Is it, is, it, is it the one with, is it Mar, Mar, Mar Shadow? Shadow. Yes, yeah. I have seen it, yeah. It's not good. I don't, I don't recommend uh, it. I don't remember but... a lot about it. I, I, the, whole, the whole film is set up for like, Ash is like, I see Ho-Oh! I'm going to fight that Pokemon. 
and then build up and taking out Marshadow, who's trying to destroy the Rainbow Wing for some reason. reason. And then they both kind of, him and Pikachu kind of die. And he's like, Pikachu, why won't you get in your ball? Because I always want to be with you. It's like, like, that uh, doesn't make okay. any sense. <laughs> you didn't like him at the beginning of the show and you didn't get in your Pokeball then. So that's a garbage excuse. Also, why do you sound like that? Yeah. And also he then goes, all right, Ho-Ho, let's have a battle. Cut to Pokemon Center. I just fought Ho-Ho. Ha, <laughs> you kids. And it's like, what? You just, I just, I had a whole film oh, building up to even, this. Why oh, didn't you? I don't remember that. I, did, I just obviously just like, that's just slipped by my mind. Not a good film. Anyway, oh, okay. so I, <laughs> I'm glad. That, <laughs> would you review the films now? That's great. Well, no, good. it was just one of the things where <laughs> when they did that shot, because it, that's what it looked like. Yes. Because they'd, they'd redone it in the new animation style. And I was like, did they lift that from that movie? Is that where that shot's oh. from? I'm not sure. So it reminded me of that. And that's the one downside of this episode is it reminded me of that film I didn't like. <laughs> Let's never watch that film. Other than that, it brought me to tears. I was great, I was having great. a great time with this one. Mm, great, absolutely, just fantastic episode. It, it, even though it, again, this is also kind of a filler episode, but it doesn't feel like one. Unlike no, the- because Go gets a couple of Pokemon. Yes, he does. He gets the two. So, so yeah. it matters. So yeah. you couldn't. You it doesn't. It doesn't meet the filler criteria of you could skip it and not mm. lose anything. Yeah. So. Go catches a couple of Pokemon, and it's it's Ash and Go just reintroducing. Like, have you ever heard the term uh, "neutral character arc" or "flat character arc"? Is that where they the end the journey? This exact same the place same place they started, they started because yeah. they're not wrong. Yes, like their outlook on like isn't their outlook on life isn't wrong. It's just maybe not suited for those around them at the time. Mm. So it's more about them adjusting and shifting everybody else's opinion to further match or accommodate theirs. Yeah. And that to me is Ash in this series. He's not really got a whole lot more growing to do. He did that over the last 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. He is at a point now where he's, he's a certain level of stupid and he's a certain level of, he's really empathetic and he just loves Pokemon but he's still got that whimsy. He's still got that childlike wonder. And that's what this, this episode is. It's more about like, no, that is right. And you should really hold on to that for as long as possible. And if people lose it, you should help them find it again. Yeah, definitely. Which is what this mm-hmm. series is doing for us. Yeah, so- oh yeah definitely. We're, we're that old man. We're that old yeah. man. We're like, yeah, just give them Pokemon. Pokemon's for kids. And then like, it's not. We come back no. around full circle and we love it. Um, should we move on to episode 10 of Test in Paradise? The greatest episode. It's fantastic. Um, Go's actually really clever. Like, he, he, like the fact that he figures out the Dragonite locations and then he figures out when Hoa would actually appear in the previous episode. He's He's got something about him, this kid. He, he's, he's book smart. You can yeah. tell he's like yes. done his research. He's obviously gone to school, unlike Ash, who decided. Uh, yeah, to, that one that helps. <laughs> that, that that's probably it. That that'll that'll be what it is. Like that's why Ash just doesn't know anything because he skipped school and decided to become a Pokemon trainer. Um, I've always wondered how Dragonair fly. Apparently, by doing Dragon Dance to extend their wings, wings. and get stronger, and then lift themselves up into the air that way. Except they can't learn flying game. I checked. So no, it's okay. a bit like, right, okay, that's just really... We're like, 
Are they wings? Like, when I think of wings, you think of wings being on your back. Like, they're equivalent to, like, Hermes's helmet and the little wings on the back of your feet and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's... Anyway, it, it, it's straight, short, whatever, they can fly. I'll, I'll take it. But this just introduced, like, so much lore with, with like, Dratini and Dragonair. And, like, when they find the Dratini skin, I was like, what? And that's Shed skin. All, yeah. It's an ability that Dratini has. It's also in the Pokedex, which, again, I had no idea about. And I don't know how, because it, it was introduced as early as Gen 1 Pokedex entries. And I just never picked up on it. But it makes sense, like how you know how they grow over time. They have to shed the skin and everything like that. I absolutely loved it. And yeah, I'll- there's there's a lot there's a lot about this particular episode that I like when it comes to the as you say, like the lore and the legends of mm-hmm. the Dragonite Island and the Tratini yeah. skin and yeah. Dragonair and how they do the dance to get themselves up into the air, and then the Dragonites are going out and saving people yeah. and love it. Very cool. It is. And I tell you what, the size of Whale Lord couldn't be happier. Like, <laughs> yes. He like appears on like there. That's what that's what I want to see with Whale Lord. That is a realistic size Whale Lord. And it uses splash and it actually does something. Yep. It makes sense. Like it actually does make sense that Splash would do something would with cause a-, a giant tidal wave. Yes, it absolutely does. Um I love the, the fact that Ash got an electric shock from using Electro Web. I didn't expect it, but I'm glad I got it. Um, and he kept trying. I love that he's like, you know what? We'll go again. That's yeah. fine. I'll hurt myself yeah. because there's a Pokemon in need right now. And Just my pain going. is only momentary. Exactly. It's like, yes! Yeah, the dude. greatest trainer ever. He is. And he earns the respect of that Dragonair in that moment there. Yes. And, and Ash gets a Dragonite. I know. It's just like he's gone from having... Like, is this the first time we've seen Ash just, like, the first Pokemon he gets is just OP, legendary, well, pseudo-legendary, sorry, and just absolutely brilliant. Because typically, whenever he starts a new journey... It's the regional bird. Yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? I remember it's either the regional bird or one of the stars. stars. Yeah, and in this, it's like, neither of them. Yeah, Dragonite. Let's just build a team. And I just love what they're doing with this series, how it isn't just... At least not at this point, just a straight, you know, oh, we're just doing all the gyms from, from, you know, the games. It is just taking its time to explore and try something new, and I love it. Also, Go finally, I will admit it's like the last time, but he finally has trouble catching a Pokemon. Which Pokemon does he try and get? The Dugong. Oh, he, he does. throws like 500 Five Pokeballs balls. at and it and he Dugons. finally catches it. And it's like, just attack it, just you do idiot. It. What are you doing? That Dugong just does it. It's just like, it's having none of it. It's just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, the, I think the only other thing, that, comment that I've got is, is this episode, and uh, I think it's episode eight, is with the Team Rocket ball dispensers. Like, why is it random? It makes no sense. Surely you would want the type advantage. You would go, right, okay, he's got a Pikachu. Let's turn it right. We need ground type Pokemon or something like that. But the whole random element is, I know it's fun. I know I know the purpose of it. But from an in-game, in-universe perspective, surely you'd want to select the Pokemon. Just a, it's just a gachapon machine. I know, it's, it is. But I do... I do love the fact that, like, whenever they get the Pokemon out, they have, like, a little, like, sheet of paper. A little slip with slip. it that tells them all the moves. Yeah, I, lo- I absolutely love that. Because I think I'm, I'm, I said in one of the previous episodes that, like, 
when they got Tyrannosaur and Gyarados, they just knew the best moves to use. And I was like, oh, well, they're good trainers. Like, they actually are good trainers. No, they're not. Like, I take that comment No, they're just reading, reading the cheat sheet. They are. They are. Um, I don't think I've got anything else on the, those episodes. No, this is one of my favorite episodes in the series. I, I really like this one. I think, again, it, it emphasizes, once again, how far Ash has come as a trainer. Mm-hmm. That he just like, yeah, I got a Dragonite now. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of, uh, you know, Legendary Pokemon, you're up for playing a guessing game. Oh, it's not a guessing game. I'm going to know the answers someday. Oh, well, I, if, if you're ever going to do one, it's going to be this one. If you're ever going to get those perfect score, it's going to be this one. Because in front of me, I'll start off with the first Pokemon. But for those of you that might be new to this, uh, in front of me, I have three Pokemon with three Pokedex entries each. But Connor has to guess the fake entry. He hasn't had a perfect score yet of, uh, you know, guessing all three. And I haven't had a perfect score yet of you, you know, failing all three. So he is hoping one of us, you know, is, is right this time. So the first Pokemon is Arcanine. Oh, oh no. Oh, okay. yes. Oh, yes. So um, first entry, a legendary Pokemon in China. Many people are charmed by its grace and beauty while running. Second one is Arcanine is known for its high speed. It is said to be capable of running over 6,200 miles in a single day and night. The fire that blazes wildly within this Pokemon's body is its source of power. And the final Pokedex entry, a legendary Pokemon in many parts of the world. Its grace and beauty charms the hearts of many trainers. Okay, so... That first one, I feel like, is a red herring because you mentioned China, but also uh, that happened in the early generations. They didn't mention real world places like I know Raichu can take out an Indian elephant and all sorts. So I'm going to assume that one's correct, even though it sounds the least likely to me, which leaves the other two. Um, the third one said legendary again, which we know is the legendary Pokemon. So you could, I'm, I, I, the thing is, I now don't know the dex entries. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to work you out more. Than <laughs> I love it. So it's beauty and grace. I know it's speed is a thing, but then it goes on to talk about fire. Would one Pokedex entry talk about two things? I'm going to go with number two. Oh, I'm sorry, it's number three. It was number no! three. <laughs> but well done on, on like, the, the China one was definitely a red herring. I saw that in the Pokedex, and I was like, I cannot not put that in there. That's from Pokemon Yellow. So you're absolutely yeah, right in, that the, makes in the earlier games where they, they mention real-world um, things. So the second Pokemon is Growlithe. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the first entry. While it's quite friendly towards humans, once it's grown used to them, in the wild... It must be quite fierce to defend its territory from Rockruff. Second Pokemon entry. It is a Pokemon with a loyal nature. It will remain motionless until it is given an order by its trainer. And the third and final one. Known for its ferocious bark, it will rarely bite a human unless provoked. Uh, okay, so that third one is definitely a its bark is worse than its bite riff. Mm. Um, does... Is there even a Growlithe? In Alola? I don't know if Growlithe is in Alola. I feel like Growlithe's not... Like, obviously you can... There'll be a Pokedex entry for it, mm-hmm. but I, I, it's not in Alola, so it would never really... 
Oh. Oh. Are you trying to, it's it, trying it's to one it? or three. Okay. I'm going to go with one. Uh, no, it's number three, I'm afraid. Of course it is. Yeah. It, it, uh, like like you say, I don't know if Growlithe is an Alola, but there's definitely an Alolan Pokedex entry, and it does mention Rockruff. Zolly? Yeah. Okay. The, the This has been quite an eye-opener for me, because I, when I put all three, I highlight the one that's fake. I forgot to do it for Growlithe, but I remembered it, and I forgot to do it <laughs> for the next Pokemon. Um, Obviously, you can probably sense there's a bit of a theme. We've had Arcanine, we've had Growlithe. There's no third form evolution for Growlithe, so I've had to pick Rapidash instead. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> so, that's fair. So I just had to go for that. Um, so I was going to go for um, Hisuian. Ninetales? Hisuian? Yeah, but he only has one Pokedex entry, so that would have yeah, been that makes yeah, sense. That would have been too easy. So Rapidash, um, it usually canters casually in the fields and plains. But once a Capadash, uh, once a, a Rapidash turns serious, it's fine. Fiery main, I'm going to get there. Flare and blaze as it gallops its way up to 150 miles per hour. Second Pokedex entry. Rapidash in this region have evolved into a new form thanks to the unique and mythical forest surrounding Balan Lee, I think is how you pronounce it. And the f- I don't know, but it sounds like you're cheating again. I'm cheating again. Oh, I don't know what you mean. Oh, uh, uh, the Galarian uh, Rapidash is not the same as Rapidash. <laughs> They're different Pokemon. <laughs> They're the same Pokemon, just different. <laughs> so, so they're different Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> so, the third Pokedex entry, brave and prideful, this Pokemon dashes airily through the forest. Its steps aided by the psychic power stored in the fur on its fat locks. Do you know what? I'm gonna go with the first one because even <laughs> if the other two are fake, that's the only one that references actual Rapidash, and the other two are about Galarian Rapidash. So this whole thing's a bust, and I get a point anyway. Okay, is it the first one? No, it's the second one. <laughs> it. So you get you get two two. No, you get I get zero points. You get zero, but I'll give you one. <laughs> I'll give you the one for the Rapidash. <laughs> Love it. You know what I want to do? Like when we reach something like a hundred episodes, I just want the hundred episode episodes to just be a special where I just do the Pokedex entries and I've got like twenty of them and I just want to see you rage. <laughs> Just you, you throw Meowth in there, and like one of them is Galarian Meowth, one of them, oh yes, yes, Alolan, and one of them's normal, and then the other one's Gigantamax, and it's like, stop <laughs> it, stop it, <laughs> they're not the same Pokemon. Oh, like you win, that's fine. <laughs> you got, you, I got zero before I got three. You win. <laughs> Thank you very much. Let's move on to letters and comments. We've got a couple of uh, questions from YouTube. Uh, the first one comes courtesy of Rising Phoenix. What character do you think had the most growth in the Pokemon games? I mean, it's Bianca for all the reasons that I gave earlier. Yeah, we've pretty much touched on that. I don't. I don't think. It, is there anyone else? Maybe I can think. Um, from for me, Ab Hop. Again, for all the reasons for all the reasons we gave we earlier, we already mentioned. So we've pretty much already answered answered that question. Uh, so yeah, there we go. Um, second question comes from uh, Intrepid Games. You've been transported to the Pokemon universe. You grab your favorite Pokemon as your starter, and you can catch five others. Who are they? Okay, so the ones that I catch. So I start with the Growlithe. Yes, I get a Flaffy. 
Oh, it's okay. So I get a Starly. I get a Weasel. Yes. A Totodile. Oh. And who's number six? I always forget who number six is. Oh, it's an Eevee that eventually becomes an Umbreon. Oh, very nice. Right, okay, you've got it. All of those will fully evolve, except for the Buizel, because Buizel is better than Floatzel. He's so cute. Adorable. Yes, it is. Right. Uh, for me, obviously, I, I, I'd take Chikorita and eventually get a Meganium, the big, sexy, grass dinosaur that it is. Um, <laughs> I would get a Baldum, but it'd have to be a shiny Baldum, because I love that. Just how it, the silver and gold. Oh, absolutely nice. gorgeous. Yeah, no, they're a good shout. Absolutely beautiful. Um, in terms of like me thinking, oh, okay, I, I, I probably wouldn't be a trainer, but I would want Pokemon to get around. So I'd probably take, um, I'd want a water type Pokemon so I could surf the seas. Typically, I'd, I'd, I'd probably say Swamp here because the Mudkip line is just absolutely adorable. Uh, so that's three. Um, I'd need to choose a flying type Pokemon. Um, I don't know. I quite like Mega Mega Pidgeot simply because it's just oh, it's just colors are absolutely beautiful, and he, even Pidgeot is just like gorgeous. So let let's say Pidgey and, and fully evolve. So that's four. Uh, I've got to pick two more. Oh, this is this is difficult. Um, who would buy my over? I'm guessing I can't have a legendary. Pokemon. Well, I mean, it's you as a trainer in the real world, so. Do you okay. reckon you could handle a legendary? I could, uh, yeah, I could maybe. No, <laughs> the fact that I'm hesitating it, <laughs> says says no. That it's uh, one of the things. It's like you know, dragon types, oh. pseudo legendaries, legendaries. They may be off the table unless you're a really good trainer. Yeah, they they likely would be. Unfortunately, I think I, I think I would actually like a Pikachu as well, like because they're quite furry and cute and everything. I, I think I've always had a soft spot for. For Pikachu, which leaves me with one more Pokemon that I can have. Um, can like the Abra line teleport other people or not? Yes. Well, there you go. I'm having Abra because then I can just save money on transport and just get it to teleport me wherever I want. There we go. Done. There we go. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Um, so uh, if you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube or by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com. Um, so, Connie, quickly, because like this is coming up to two hours. We're going to get this in under two hours. What content have you got coming up? I believe either yesterday, today, or tomorrow, there will be a video coming out. What's it on? Oh, yes, it's, it's my final analysis of... The last trailer for Scarlet and Violet. Ooh. So it is covering something that we kind of touched on in a previous episode. So you can okay. go back to there if you want a spoiler. Um, but the idea that we're going to get more than just gyms in the next in the next game. Love it. Uh, as for me, um, I've had a little bit of a break from YouTube, but I am coming back to it. Uh, probably next week, I'm going to be dropping... My new series where myself and Tommy Lou, we spoke about earlier on, uh, are doing a cage lock in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire with custom forms, which has been a bit of an eye-opener because every time a Pokemon comes in, you, you just sat there going, what's that typing? Oh, it's, it's white. It must be ice. 
Oh, no, it, it's it's not. It's just KO'd my Pokemon. Um, so it, it's been a bit of an eye-opener. Probably we, we've recorded six episodes, so it's still all to play for, and just great to work with Tommy again. Um, but you've announced that's with Tommy now. I have announced that's with Tommy because I did, when I posted the artwork on Twitter, I don't know if you saw, and yeah, people were like, oh, who's it with? And I was like, well, it says in the corner, it says a buff mage. And I was just like, what? And it's with Tommy. And I'm like, <laughs> no, it clearly says it's with a buff mage. And no one was out. Everyone knew I was doing it with Tommy because we followed the format of we do the, the we do the remakes in a cage lock format. So I think yep. I think people just, just knew it was coming. Um, and that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just you're just a top dollar. Right? I can't believe I've still got that in. <laughs> it's in there. It's just in accept there. it. Oh, Roll with just it. Just move on. Uh, Connor, where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at Cap Fidget. And I'm Ben, and you can find me as Professor Hoeing on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. As for the Golden Rob Podcast, you can find us on the usual platforms. Search for Golden Rob Podcast on YouTube or on Usual Podcast app. Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon Podcast content. See ya!